everybody, and welcome to Street Fight Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been on tour, but we're back. It's a live show on a Thursday night. Not your typical street fight. We do this every single Wednesday and Sunday, but we had to have a day off to recuperate from the Southwestern tour. Thank you to everybody that came out. It was a blast, and we met a lot of really cool people and had a great time. So... Uh, this week, we are going to get back to it, into our regular swing of things. If you want even more Street Fight Radio, if you were like, wow, I wish these guys would put more podcasts out, we've got like almost two years of bonus shows available on patreon.com slash streetfightradio for just $1 a month. That's all we're asking for our bonus material for those extra shows. For $3 a month, you can get access to 22 zines that we have. You get the full archive. You get to see them all just for signing up and you don't get charged until the first of the month so you sign up for free today read all the zines listen to all the shows you want uh watch some undercover business tyrants and uh we keep putting them out we do we got a lot of zines coming in the next few months we've got undercover business tyrants and lots of good bonus shows lined up so there's plenty of wonderful content coming out from street fight and we thank you every single one of you that supports what we do to make sure we can spread this mess across the u.s uh tonight <clears throat> i am this show is sponsored i'm drinking the super knot stout from fourth tap bro brewing co-op it's 12 percent. it's it's pretty fucking intense it's a lot um i got this from rory blank i don't know if y'all know him <clears throat> but he's a hilarious cartoonist you can get cartoons comics and stuff from him on his patreon he sent me a copy of his new zine rat heaven um which is a very weird dive into the world of bees and i think that all street fighters fighters would enjoy it so um check out rory blank and what he's doing there you can even follow him on instagram he's at rory blank r-o-r-r-o-r-y-b-l-a-n-k and thanks for the beer cheers rory How's it going, Brian? What's up, man? How's it going? Feeling Good. okay? I'm a little tired. I worked yeah. last night and just got home midnight the night before. So tomorrow's my first day off since last Sunday. <laughs> I uh, I woke up at 3 a.m. today. No. I woke up at 3 a.m. wide awake and was just like, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to. I'd, I'd woken up at midnight. I'd woken up at like one and then it was three and I'm like, I'm just going to get up and fucking work. And I worked for like a solid six hours and then took Charlotte to school at nine. Yeah, I was up uh, till 430 last night. I'm having trouble figuring my schedule back out and stuff. So it's a lot. Sleep until two. Right. Which is bad. I don't want to do that. I like to get up before one. Which is not a lofty goal, I don't think. <laughs> but I have to say, I'm not throwing a fit. I think that I've now finally understood, like, what I do when we end the tour is I'm always like, all right, I'm going to get back on Tuesday. I'm going to work really hard on this thing. Or, you know, the next, the day after we get back, I have to focus on this stuff. And uh, I have finally stopped beating myself up for just taking a day to rest because there's a lot of taxation on your body in fucking Las Vegas. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was the Las Vegas is... That's, I guess, where we can start, right? We went to four cities. We checked out uh, part of the country we had never been to. Yeah, first time. Uh, you know, it was fine. 
<laughs> fine part of the country, I guess I'll say. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, honestly, the the all of the rocks and the mountains, everything there looked like it was a green screen. I could not believe that those were the real views. We have it is just so flat here in Ohio that I'm like, what are we doing, man? What are we doing coming back to here? I need to see them red rocks, man. Yeah, I liked I liked the uh, scenery while we were gone. That was cool. Just seeing like mountains and big skies and and deserts and shit. But uh, I don't think we got the best southwestern experience, especially since uh, we heavily heavily loaded the uh, Las Vegas stop, which is not the most street fight city you can go to. It's it's more of like a, a I would say a conservative dad city <laughs> is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's capitalism run amok. It's a place, Las Vegas is a place where there's no drinking fountains and water costs 5 to $10. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like funny t-shirt capital of the world. Oh, yes. It's just like oh, everybody's yes. wearing a funny t-shirt. I saw a uh, sarcasm is one of the only, one, one of the few services that I offer t-shirt. I think the weirdest t-shirt, and it's a very popular one in... Uh, in Vegas, for some reason, every souvenir store sells it, and we're trying to figure out like, uh, and we're trying to like figure out who would even wear it or, or what it is, you know, like right. what, what is this thing? And uh, it was a shirt that says, "I'm not gay, but twenty dollars is twenty dollars." Like, who did they make that shirt for? Because like a person who's truly like not homophobic, somebody like me. I'm not going to wear that because it's a homophobic shirt. It feels like a homophobic shirt. And someone who's homophobic isn't going to wear that shirt because they're homophobic. (laughs) That's true. I'm trying to figure out who's going to wear that shirt. It's just like, I don't think it's a funny joke. And I don't understand why it's a big time Las Vegas shirt. Like, why is it in every place in Las Vegas? That place is a cesspit. I'm going to tell you (laughs) something right now. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Las Vegas here. First of all. Everybody that showed up to the show was a sweetheart, was was fine, except for the guy that got mad at me for saying the Rat Pack sucks. Yeah, Brian got in trouble for saying that Dean Martin fucking sucked on stage. Like, is that something you wouldn't expect to hear? I was surprised. say? What? I was surprised that anybody would object. Yeah. Uh, me, especially, especially when- Brian Quinby, Murder Brian from Twitter, doesn't like the Rat Pack. Seems like such an obvious thing, you and know? This is at a strip mall bar where a guy was passed out on the stage before we went on. So I don't. I would not expect them to think that they're one of the Rat Pack. Yeah. It's not a Rat Pack place. It wasn't a Rat Pack place at all. Yeah, I said it, and they said, get the fuck out of Vegas. And I said, believe me, I'm trying. I just... <laughs> I have two more days I have to stay here. <laughs> yeah. It was um surprising and awful and uh the the prices for everything. I re- we went to a Starbucks in like the MGM Grand before we went and saw uh, Double or Nothing at the wrestling show. And it was like $17 and I made a face and she goes, "It's crazy, isn't it?" And I go, "Yeah." And she goes, right, "Where are you from?" And I'm like, "Ohio." I'm like, and she goes, I know, it's unbelievable. I can't believe how much it costs. And that's that's the conversations I was having with the cashier. Yeah, in, uh, all the Las cashiers Vegas. are like... They're like, I'm sorry. They're like, I'm so sorry. You're from a normal place where, I just, you, where you McDonald's only costs $15. I just went to Starbucks today, the one I normally go to when I'm out walking to get my drink. And uh, I ordered my drink and they said, that'll be 4 25 And I said... 
thank you. Thank you. And handed them $5 for a coffee. Now, $5 for a coffee sounds like a whole ton of money. They've been writing articles about it for a very long time. <laughs> but it is way less than Las Vegas. The One of the best Las Vegas experiences was during Double or Nothing, me and Brett left to uh hang out out and smoke and i wanted to get a uh i wanted to get starbucks i wanted i wanted to get a cup of coffee and i think he needed something water because there was no fucking water anywhere because there was no water anywhere so we went to starbucks and we bought one cold brew venti it was a large i will say that and a water a bottled water brett bought and i we ordered and they said that'll be 16 dollars, and i said how much was the coffee? And they looked at me, totally normal. Oh, the coffee was six twenty-five, and I was like, "That means the motherfucking water was ten dollars." <laughs> you charging and, that much for the fucking water? And it wasn't Fiji or Voss. No, it was Air, Enos or whatever. It's the Starbucks brand, right? Right. Yeah, the one where they like give some kid yeah, in another country they a throw a thimble, thimble full of water at someone overseas <laughs> yeah well, the worst yeah. gimmick that is the worst gimmick by the way just giving some like just give it to them yeah. make me buy shoes so you'll give somebody shoes do the fucking right thing you got yeah. all the shoes you got just a lot of extra shoes. shoes yeah yeah um the uh the other thing is that I mean the sleaze bags man like the prostitution stuff was too fucking much I was just I was gross like it's just the wrong atmosphere. Like the sins there are the gross, the bad ones. Like the I want. It's not like I want to have dinner with a pretty woman or a pretty guy or a pretty envy person. It's like I want to abuse. I want to pay to abuse someone right. sexually. You me know? and Brad. I mean, me and Brad are like a hundred percent like pro sex worker. Like we try to have them on the show. We we try to talk about that stuff. But the way. That I mean, and and this is only because of where we were. I'm I'm nearly positive, but the way that the the, because it's dudes that are selling that sex on the strip, and and the way that they talk to you is just hit like this guy, like this skeezy guy, like put his arm basically around Brett and got right in his ear and was like, "You want hookers and blow? I can get you hookers and blow." And it's just like. Man, don't call them women hookers. And, yeah. And like, don't treat them like they're the same as the blow. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just, I don't know, man. I, maybe I'm a too much of a tender heart for that kind of place, but that place was no. just not for me. The man. women should be in charge. It should be, there should be regulation that only women can be in charge of right. that. There should be no men involved with that fucking thing at all. Yeah, because the men are all horrible. And the all men, the are, men horrible. are just like... The hair's like greased back or like up and like it's all the when we first got there, listeners, I'm going to tell you this right now. We first got there. We pulled up. We got out of the car. We walked into the hotel, got to our room. And the first thing I said to Brett is this is a vacation spot for every guy I hate in real life. Like this is I can already tell this is not the place for me. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's people that are drink people that are so wound up, people that are working like six days a week, 12 hour days, and they finally get three days in Vegas and they stay up the whole time and drink so much that they poop their pants and fall asleep in the bushes. Right. We talked about that while we were there, actually, because me and Brett, we, we saw have like a lot of we, me and Brett have weekend warrior friends. We know people that that only do shit on the weekends and and they kind of lock in for the week. And when they. And me and Brad are two guys that can basically live the life we want to live seven days a week because we don't have like a this is our job. If I want to drink, I can have a fucking drink. If I want to stay up an hour later or, you know, I can. Yeah, it's a privilege. If you. Yeah, it is. It is our main benefit for our job is that we get to live 
the exact life we want to live, which means it's like a, like a slow our 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 kind of sins or whatever you would call them are a slow burn. It's it's just if I want to sin, I can sin. You know, I don't have anything that's stopping me from drinking. I don't have anything that stops me from getting high. I, if I wanted to, I could wake up tomorrow and start smoking weed from the time I get up till the time I go to bed and just fucking watch TV all day. Yeah. But like Las Vegas is a place where people who can't do that. And, and like, I understand it's a privilege to be able to live the life that we do. But when I was living the other life, right. I still tried to get small pleasures in Monday through Thursday. Oh yeah. Okay. Like, so I always felt like, I always felt like I can't live my life to this. I can't live my life in order to make this job my only thing. So it was like, so on Monday through Thursday, maybe not every day, maybe some days I just come home and lay in bed until it's time to go to work, which it was definitely something I did, but it was always, there was always a thing in my mind, like I got to get like small pleasures in through this time or I'm going to fucking explode life. on the weekend. Yeah. And like, I just want to tell people who, who live this life that exploding on the weekends is an incredibly bad idea. And it's <sighs> a bad, like the lifestyle will kill you faster than just doing the things that you want to do through the week. And the way people were acting in Las Vegas was just, it's the same thing I ran into in New Orleans. It's just, you don't have to do it all at the same time. This whole party thing doesn't have to be this way. You know, I don't think that kind of, that, the kind of partying that happens in Vegas isn't fun to me. It's dark. There's a darkness to it. Yes, yeah, like That he, is not here and there was even a darkness in me while i was there and and let's get into that now like i gambled all weekend i'd never done it before really i you know i've been to casinos and i've done the smallest amount you know i've lost 40 dollars here lost 20 dollars here i think that's the most i've ever lost is 40 dollars in one night and i did it in like five minutes and i did it on a slot machine because i didn't know how to play any other games and truthfully i don't even know how to play a slot machine i don't know what's a win i don't know what the object is i just know that it rolls and then it'll tell you if you won it's basically right. just a machine that says that like, where i watch my money go up it's and a down scratch off but we started playing roulette and uh man you know I, I, i'm, <laughs> I'm not, not gonna, gonna say that because I, I left forty dollars up right but there were a lot of times where I was like three and four hundred. I could have been three or four hundred dollars up if I hadn't <laughs> fucked around. You're so a gambler, much. man. Yeah, I went fucking nuts a few times. It was just Gambling like forty dollars is- on red, and I don't have that kind of fucking money. You know, yeah. I started off the week. Let's tell this story. We started off the week. Brett's trying to rent the fucking car. He doesn't have enough money on his fucking credit card. He looks at me and says, Brian, what kind of money do you have in your bank? And I said, 64 fucking dollars. By the end of the next week, I was betting $40 on one round of fucking blackjack. (laughs) No. Roulette. <laughs> roulette. On on one game of roulette, I'm betting $40. Yeah, you're a gambler, man. It's like amateurs think that people are trying to make money, and it's like, no, you're just trying to stay in the game. Like, there's no reason to try to expect to make money off of this. It's just feels so good when you realize you've laid hard-earned money on the line for a fucking ball spinning on a wheel. 
It, well, it you know what? Brian man? has so many good ticks too. Like he does like a full body rub down. Like his palms get sweaty. So he like starts at his knees and like rubs up to his arms and then like starts rubbing his hands together. Like whenever he puts big money down, it's so fun. I, I love gambling. Um, I mean, I probably lost 40 bucks this time around, which is fine because like I said, we spent hours and hours and hours of oh, playing God. if we'd i mean that's how much it would cost to see a movie you right. know the last night we were there we gambled all we night. just walked from casino to casino and played roulette yeah yeah but uh yeah, yeah I mean, and i just i got so into it man i i don't want to go to the casino in columbus now like yeah i, I gotta you should because i have a problem yeah i mean i can't not do it if you i always say i mean you need to expect that you're going to lose your money and over the long run it's going to draw you back in. You're going to be like, I want $100. I think I can want 100 more. That's what and I you're going to end up back at zero. You're going to end you're going to spend 4 hours of your night chasing this fucking dragon and then have nothing at the end. Yeah. And it's better than paying to go do something. It's better than paying $54 to throw axes. Well, in Vegas it's real too. It, there's a realness to Vegas because they actually do give you the free drinks. They there. do you do actually get free and drinks. And that doesn't there. happen in Ohio. The, True. the Ohio casino, you ain't getting no fucking free drinks. Yeah, it's worth it. Place. Yeah. They were the, a lot of the ladies got mad at me because I was like, I'll just take a beer. Like whatever's on your fucking tray, whatever's just give it to me. And they're like, no, what do you want to order? I'm like, whatever you have. Like right now, whatever you can just give me in your hand. Yeah. Off the tray. Sometimes yeah. it works. Most of the time it didn't. Yeah. So we went to all the fucking casinos. It seemed like we went to we, all the I think the we visited every on single strip. one. Yeah. We but went nobody, to the Hooters we didn't, Casino, we didn't, which incidentally plays the best music. Yeah. Hooters was a good <laughs> casino. Yeah. They play the best music it was of a, all the casinos. It was affordable and they had a lot of throwback like MTV classic videos <laughs> playing on TVs yeah. everywhere. And I won a hundred dollars there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the city very much. I cannot. Old Vegas, see Old Vegas was pretty fun. Downtown Vegas is downtown fun. Vegas. We didn't find out about it until later. We went to Fremont, and there was a lot of murals. There was a lot of uh, regular ass folks, and there was a lot more affordable food there. And I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, it's just, it's really not a, it's not a Brian place. Hey, I'll never there are a lot back. of places that aren't Brian places, and. You know, you could like the people in New Orleans took it as like an insult. It's just like I'm like just yeah. I'm a repressed, that's not your guy. Yeah, I'm a repressed guy, man. I'm sorry. I've grown. I've li- I lived in the Midwest all my life. I didn't start leaving Ohio until I was 38 years old. I'm gonna be a little repressed. Well, Brian, <laughs> Brian fights for your right to party. He just doesn't want it to involve him. Yeah, I just I wish you wouldn't party close to me. I guess. Um, and then what was our other cities we visited? Phoenix was spread out. Phoenix I don't want to insult Phoenix. I like their public transit's cool. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a way to navigate it better, but we did have a hard time finding things to do. There was one place, and then we would jump on a train and go to one place, and then jump on a train and go to one place. Yeah, good audience in Phoenix. You know? Phoenix was the best crowd of of all. I mean, y'all got the best. Y'all motherfuckers got Brian to take his shoes off, which yeah. is. Only Los Angeles has accomplished that. Yeah. That's, I mean, think about that. Los Angeles and Phoenix on the same bare footing. Yeah. <laughs> Albuquerque is a city that we love. Albuquerque, I mean, we're love. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to retire there. It's wild because I don't know how we can make 
the money to make it make sense to do more shows there. But God, I would go there anytime now. I love that place. Albuquerque is a city that's untouched by development. And a lot of the people that lived in the city seem to be of regular means. It wasn't a lot of highfalutin natured or anything. It's not a hip. It's not hip. No, it's no, hips there wasn't there. a lot of like glass, like water and basil. There was none of those places. Yes. There was no Edison bulbs, but there was tons of, pl- it was just crammed packed full of really weird, interesting stores to go into. There was like a tattoo shop that had a leather daddy, teddy bear and yeah. teddy woman. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> both of them dressed up in like bondage gear out front. Um, we did a lot of walking there. Brian thought he was in Breaking Bad. I did. I love Breaking Bad, and uh, it was neat to be. I mean, the show got booked because I like Breaking Bad. Like that was basically. It was like we probably could have done Santa Fe, but I said, "Nah, I think we should do Albuquerque." (laughs) And we did Denver. Denver is Denver. I like Denver. Great city. We didn't get cold when we were there, and we didn't spend much time there. Yeah, unfortunately, y'all got the 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 short journey but y'all have the best legal weed the best prices i got 18 dollars grams of wax which is just the amazing yeah the legal weed in vegas is bad too. yeah very expensive yeah. so uh i guess dollar eight before we move off the tour stuff uh june 14th at the best friends bar in lexington kentucky will be a street fight with the trillbillies it's a joint show it's the four of us or five of us i don't know if uh I don't know if Tanya's going to make it or not, but uh, there will at least be me, Brett, Tom, and Terrence on stage. Uh, Father's Day show. They, yeah, it's a it's a Father's early Day preview weekend. of something that's coming later this summer that we should be able to announce in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and just announced, just figured out today, August 30th, the hideout in Chicago, Street Fight and Struggle Session, are doing a show. That's all out weekend. Uh, the Friday night of Labor Day weekend. Tickets will probably go on sale pretty soon. And uh, we've worked with Jack and we've worked with Leslie. We've never worked with them together. And I think it's going to fucking kick ass. <laughs> so uh, I think a theme now that we can let everybody in. On, also, June 29th in Columbus, Ohio is one worth traveling to. It's homecoming. It's We're going we're gonna to blast out a great show. Before yes. we go on vacation, it is worth driving to if you can make your way here. I can promise. And uh, more stuff coming up. I guess the theme of the rest of this year is we're taking friends out. And we're trying to build something out here. And you're going to see us with a lot of our friends around the country in different places. And I, I think you're going to love it. I think once we start announcing these things, it's going to blow you away. And... uh the people we're bringing are totally fucking cool. But June 14th in Lexington, Kentucky, street fighting the Trillbillies together for the first time, not the last time. <laughs> right. Um, in the chat, they're asking about the Kimothy saga. Oh, the, you know. We did it on stage, which feels like we've already done it before, but only like a couple hundred people heard that. Let's do that. Okay. So um, basically, after we finished this last show before we toured, that Wednesday night, on Thursday, uh, we found out that our Albuquerque show had been canceled. But a wonderful guy named Greg, a comedian named Greg, who booked our show. I got to get his last name so that we can properly credit him. Uh, he he had booked that show for us, and uh, he didn't super tell the guy uh, what we do. And he ended up being kind of a chud. 
Uh, Greg Ziomek, I believe, is his name. Yes. And he, uh, so he, well, he explained that he posted in a local Facebook group in Albuquerque about who can give me a spot for this show. And Albuquerque Comedy Vault came out on the cheap end. They were the cheapest there, you know, than anybody else. So he was like, okay, I'll just go with this. So uh, about, actually, it would be the night before the last show we recorded, which was Tuesday. Admirable, Admiral Baby, a friend of ours from Albuquerque. It was so awesome to see her. Classic tweeter. Oh, my God. One of the original funny tweeters. Yeah. Uh, She DM'd me and said... Some people have told me that the guy that owns the comedy vault is a chud. And uh, I said, this is what I said to her. And this is probably the worst thing I could have said. And the listeners are going to get annoyed. But I I feel like I should be honest. All club owners are chuds. It's something we just have to deal with. We don't have time to rebook this show. Yeah. Very (laughs) short notice. It's Very small margin that we need to make money on this thing. Right. And it's scary that... We're leaving in five days, and this shit is going on. Makes everything more difficult. I, like, just the amount of stress before these ten day tours are is fucking crazy. You know, uh, the ten day tours have got us. We're gonna lighten those up. <laughs> not do them. Stop as chasing often. wrestling, dude. <laughs> That's all you gotta do is stop chasing wrestling. That's true. That's true. Um, so anyway, we do this ten day tour. Uh, he cancels us, but Greg finds a place immediately. Greg didn't even tell us that it was canceled until he had another place. Right, which is pro maneuver. He's going to yeah. go far in this world with he's that amazing. attitude. He's in Austin now, and he's a comedian. So if you get to, if you have the chance to see Greg Ziamek, maybe we'll have him when we go to Austin. Yeah, we should have him on stage with us in Austin. He he's incredible. He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met on the road. He was just an incredible dude. I mean, like he, we even, uh, he, he was short $20 on the venue and he said, don't worry about paying me. I, it was just fine. Well, we're going to pay him. I mean, it's just one of those things. He's just is the sweetest person. And, um, so he finds us the other venue and everything's fine. Now, everybody that listens to street fight regularly knows that I am in the middle of a strong research section on shock jocks. And uh, Kimothy canceling the show was basically, it hit all my sensors at that point. You know, I'm reading a fucking Howard Stern book. I'm listening to Bubba the Love Sponge and Man Cow and Tom Likas and and fucking Opie and Anthony constantly. Like, this is all that's in my ears. I'm basically in the school of fucking edgy radio. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so the first thing I do is just immediately, we're being censored. Like, I started tweeting out that we were being censored and most of it ironic smartass shit. I'm being a smartass, you know. I'm just saying we're being censored because it's funny to say we're being censored. I'm saying, like, what about the First Amendment, which everybody knows that, like, I don't give a rat's ass about the First Amendment. Or, like, I'm going to wrap myself in an American flag and bring a constitution out on stage. And, like, just doing all the old Howard Stern shit, you know, that he used to do railing against censorship. So, some of our <laughs> listeners take it kind of seriously, that, which is fine. You know, I, I was having fun with it, so why shouldn't they be able to have fun with it? And they uh, gave Kimothy, the owner of the club, they gave some bad reviews yeah. to the club, which it was just open. We were going to be like their first show. This I was believe. the first week. Yeah. So, um, 
we were going to be one of the first shows at the venue, and they start saying, this guy censors people. This is a place that does censorship, the doesn't Yelp. believe in comedy, doesn't believe in the First Amendment. They're saying and, this on Yelp. Yes, on Yelp. And uh, he had told Greg that he was short-staffed for this show. And that was his reason for canceling us. Now, like, I knew that was bullshit, right? We, we all knew that he wasn't short-staffed. He just didn't want the show there. Because we already knew the guy was a fucking chud. And uh, so <laughs> one of our listeners posts a bad review on his site. And he responds to the listener and for some fucking reason, in the response, he says people are tired of the political rhetoric. So he tells them that he censored us. He right, canceled right. us for censorship. He kind of said, he was like, you know, I, I said it was understaffed, but they deserve to be censored, too. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, obviously when crazy is fucking name trended, Virgil Texas and, and a few other people are making fucking memes about it and and... Timothy is trending and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, they closed his Yelp review. And I guess the best ending to this story is his bar fucking closed on Monday. I think <laughs> yeah, uh, it's done for. <laughs> it's like propaganda. We shut him down. If we yeah. have a bad show, you're going to be fucking shut down. Mm -hmm. And if you don't give us a show, you're going to be fucking shut down. I think people thought that maybe we'd be hurt. Like feelings wise, or that, that this would be a tough thing. Uh, when my wife, who is booking the shows now, when she messaged us, I know that she was worried. She oh, was a little oh. bit worried to tell us that the Albuquerque venue canceled. And the first thing Brett was said, Brett said, is that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Well, they had a replacement though, so yeah, I didn't yeah. really care. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. all I had to do was email the people that bought tickets and say, it's been moved. I've yeah. gone to shows like that before. Oh yeah, no big deal. It was yeah. perfect. Um, yeah, Fox News still won't talk about talk about us. They won't let us talk, reveal our truth. They won't let us express ourselves. So. Anthony Cumia Compound Network hasn't contacted us to talk about freedom of speech and comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's a tragedy. We really haven't. We didn't get contacted by anybody. We didn't get contacted by local newspapers. We didn't get contacted by anybody with the name trending like that. I, I kind of figured somebody would want to talk about it. Somebody in Albuquerque did a show where Brett did a phoner and, oh, uh, yes. and did an interview with a guy while I was taking a nap. No and, hold bars radio there in uh, Albuquerque. Yeah, Brett did the phoner, but it was wild. I, I just I found it pretty funny that like this guy tried he could have just lied and gotten out of it and had plausible deniability. But I really do think part of the reason he closed and part of the, well, first of all, he was sexually harassing his employees. And That's shit true too. Yeah. So a lot and of them quit. He couldn't even run the fucking place. So fuck uh, you, comedy vault and fuck you. Timothy. Yeah. That's what happened folks. That That's the whole fucking story from our side. Yeah. And, I and it went well and the show was great and it was a good time. And, uh, we didn't need that fucking place. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I wanted to say uh, thank you to uh, Mishka Shibali, who set up the Phoenix show for us. And if you were there, played the opening, did three songs uh, as an opener. Uh, you can find his music, and we're going to close out this episode with it at uh, MishkaShibali.com. That's M-I-S-H-K-A-S-H-U-B-A-L-Y, MishkaShibali.com. Uh, to hear more of that music if you were in Phoenix and you like what you heard, or if you hear the end of this uh, episode and you want to hear more. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, thanks for booking a show. Uh, 
So, uh, I guess, like, you know what? I feel loose. Okay. As, yeah, as I'm, I'm on the juice, man. I'm doing these. These things are like three fucking Bud Lights, man. Yeah, and we just... We finished the tour talk up. I don't have a ton of stories. I, I maybe have one that I want to hit before we leave. But uh, I do want to talk about something that me and Brett, I mean, just experienced minutes ago. 35, 40 minutes ago. And it's just oh, something yes. that I found. It was a surprise. Okay. So, uh, when, so before we record the shows on recording night... We watch Undercover Boss and commentate over it for our Patreon subscribers. Our $5 and up, you can go in there. We'll send you a link. You click on it, and you get to watch Undercover Boss with me and Brett while we commentate over it. And uh, most of the episodes are bad. This show, I mean, everybody knows. We're not telling you anything new. This is corporate propaganda. But the episode we watched tonight was, like, exceedingly bad. It was bad. It was dystopian. It, yeah, it was. I mean, it's a good one to watch, but it was bad in a way that I feel like I want to mention it in the main body of the show. And the episode we watched was PV. PV. The and microphone company. They make amps. They make musical equipment. You've seen it. They have like the real sharp edges and like the flying V. V. Yeah. PV. PV. Yeah. Hartley PV is the owner's name. And Cortland something. Yes, Petey probably is is probably the, takes the name. Yeah, I, I think it was Grant or something. So uh-huh. the reason we're going to talk about this on this show is because there were a few things that happened in it that I think, like that I think Undercover Boss kind of accidentally uncovered a few things that they've never uncovered before. It was this weird, like maybe somebody different was editing the episode because there was no, a they lot just... of very revealing things in there, and there was a lot of very real shit in that episode in my opinion well yeah i mean pv is a company that has moved down to one american manufacturing plant they think they had a dozen at one point um but they've been whittled down to this one this one that they call plant three which is, which is dystopia that's 1984 <laughs> shit that's like some this is actually the third plant. It's like, but there's only one. And it's like, no, but this is plant three. And we call this plant three because yeah. there used to be three. But, yeah. you know, remember the times there used to be three, you know? Yeah. Maybe one and two were in China. Uh, but I be. don't think so. No. Because this was called plant three and it was their first plant. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, we're not going to like go into super detail about PV, but I will say this. The, the first part that really blew me the fuck away and like really, really illustrated what it's like to work in a warehouse, you, a restaurant, a service job, any of these jobs, is uh, when the boss is helping put circuit boards together with a woman who has been working for PV for 24 years. Ever since she was 18 years old. Ever since she was 18 years old, she's been working there for 24 years. She started at the bottom. She went to school to get an associate's degree in electrical engineering so that she could get a bump up. And she's currently going back to school to get another bump up so she can do more advanced engineering. Right. So Cortland uh, is working with her and uh, asks her, you know, what what is your job? And she has to put all the guts in a machine and test it. So it's it's basically she gets the cabinet and she puts all the guts in a PA and then tests it and then sets it out to be sent or reassembled or or 
put the other side of the case on. She's given 72 seconds for each case, and which is impossible. It, it was like, you know, she was screwing down like five or six circuit boards. And uh, it was it was brutal. It was very brutal work. Yeah. If you ask me, because it took because then he, the, the boss took it. It took him 12 minutes. And he said, how long does it usually take you? And she's like, well, I don't get them done. I don't always get them done in the 78 seconds that they give us. Sometimes it takes me two, two and a half minutes. She said a minute and a half to two minutes. Yeah. Which is that's an amount like that. But that's not the metrics, man. 120 right. seconds is not 73 fucking seconds. Right. Uh, and and the seconds and, is probably they're trying to get an average, so they're and, assuming that you're getting some done in ten or thirty seconds. It's probably what they tell you. And this is literally the like the guy that runs this place. This is his fucking name on the box here, <laughs> and he's trying to force his people to work faster than they ever could. And, and it's like, what kind of quality control could you have on that shit? You, you know? can't. You can't. You can't put any so like. The assembly lines at so many manufacturing plants are so fast that I'm most of the time surprised that anything fucking works. It's all statistics, man. It's yeah. just like 90% of this shit will come out working okay and we'll return the other 10%. We'll we'll uh, pad the uh, MSRP to make up for the shit that we lose in the end. Yeah, and they just think like, you know... Uh, the employees are going to get most of them right. If we could turn them into robots, we'll turn it into a robot. Right. Hopefully, they'll turn it. Know? We can do AI instead of people. Yeah, that's what they're shooting for. Um, so th there's this part in this thing where she's describing her job and how hard it is, and this guy's totally surprised at how almost impossible this job is to do, which is funny because he sets these. These are the people that set. He's in charge. Rates. He's in charge, and also. I don't believe that they don't know most of the time. Like, do they, do you really think they don't know that they set up impossible metrics for people? No, I'm sure he sat in a boardroom with somebody that sat, sat there and said, you know, it used to take 74 seconds to get our PAs made. We're doing it in 73. And he's like, that's just fucking great. You yeah. know, that's great for this year. Yeah. We're, things are really looking up at PV. Yeah. So the part that got Brett out of his seat oh. first is that, uh, he asks, like, what are your opinions on this company? What 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 are some of the things about this company? What I found interesting, like, so she starts naming things. She read him she all the way down the list. gave him the fucking list. Laundry list. I mean, one of the things in there, and this is always fucked up, because this can be framed in any number of ways. But basically what they did was they cut down to four-day work weeks. And they said, this is only going to be for March. And then at the end of the March, they said, well, this is also going to happen in April. They gave no real explanation. And probably my guess is that when the plant supervisor announced that, he announced that like, hey, aren't you guys lucky you're getting Fridays off from now on? Isn't this great? You're getting Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. And just lost 30% of their pay, like right there out of nowhere, you know? And, uh, you know, their benefits were kept getting taken back. One of the ones that they one of the ones that was super baffling to me was that uh, when you work there for 20 years, you used to get three day three weeks of vacation, which is fucking that is so crazy. To yeah. Me. 20 years so of your you life. Start with one week, apparently. And then over time, you get two. Right. 10 years. You get your second week. Right. Yeah. And then 20, you get three, which seems like a benefit that 
is fairly easy to get. Yeah, man, you've been working there for 20 years. You need a longer break from the fucking place to not go mad. Also, how bad does it hurt the company when somebody takes one week off paid? Very bad. You, you should ask so? court. You should ask court and the fucking leaders of the company. Yeah. They, they can't, I mean, if they can't squeak it, right? Just cost them so much money to have one person to have one person off for a week. I don't get what hurts them though, because a lot of times they don't decrease productivity when somebody's off for a week. I've never had a job yeah. where they were like, "That guy took a week vacation, so now we're gonna have less work." But this then, week. on paper, though, they're paying money for no results. That's true, but again, it's like really almost no skin off their back. If if you were to ask, if you saw me, the though. papers, if you saw the folder, you'd probably feel <laughs> differently about it. There's a, I'll show you the PowerPoint. It'll explain it a little Just bit better. Just an extra week off seems like the type of thing. A paid week off seems like the type of thing that you could really give with almost minimal I mean, impact to the bottom line of the company. It's just absurd because it's like, what kind of place do you want to have? Like, do, like why do you want to make this such a hellish place? And why is that so absurd? I, that, I, I don't even have... I have two friends that I'm still in contact with that I've known for 20 years. And there are, it's a very small list going on who I'm going to know for 20 years from fucking now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 20 years is a lifetime. That's a fucking lifetime that somebody's given you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what she just tells them, you know, they cut back their benefits. They fucking in the middle of her going to school. For her associate's degree in electronics, they cut her tuition reimbursement. Yeah. They just said, we're not doing that anymore. And that's in the middle. You can't just fucking quit. But you should have seen, man. You should have seen. Uh, watch. It's okay. Here's the thing. This is not all a fucking commercial. You can go on Hulu and just watch this episode to see how badly they did propaganda. But the lady just reads a list of for so long. And the guy is getting so mad. But at the same time. Like, I feel like that's what training really is, right? Like, when someone, yeah. when you're getting trained on a job, like, someone has to tell you, oh, we used to get bonuses, but shit isn't looking good so anymore. So I'm not sure if you were expecting this to be like a career thing for you, but we're all fucking chattering teeth and shaking bones over here. Right. Uh, I, I can always, you know, every job I've had, I've, I have been trained and trained others, you know? Like, right. It's just part of the thing. And uh, when, when I talk about training, I, I wasn't like the training guy. You didn't sit in a training class with me, but I was always paired up yeah. with another person. And I'll just even talk about the cable company. Like, I saw my job when I was training a new person. One, tell them how to get around the work. Yeah. You know, I, do, I did teach them how to do the work. You know, of I, course. I did want to, like, help them learn when you're troubleshooting stuff, it is always helpful to hear hints from people who have actually troubleshooted things yeah. that can maybe cut off, of course. you know, huge amounts of work. Because after you've been doing something for a while, you know, you learn how to... Seniority is important. <laughs> yeah, you learn how to cut off, cut out steps of the process. And you learn to, like, especially with cable, it's like you, you can look at the TV and see what the problem is. And right. kind of know where the problem is or where to fix it. Uh but I also use that as an opportunity to say, like, this manager's an asshole. Like, if he's your manager, you know, if you want a day off, you got to request it really early. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to, you know, this is the, your quality control scores need to be this high for this guy or he's going to fucking go after you. Uh, you don't want to get caught fucking around with this guy, you know. Uh, and, and, like, you just 
training that is the best training it is. you're gonna get because that's real the training. orientation is a lie no the orientation yeah, is like the lie part of training yeah that's <laughs> the fucking oh they live obey shit <laughs> yeah i told this story before that's, but i'll just even tell it again because you know new people listen all the time but in my orientation at the cable company when she was teaching us about non-paid disconnects she said, sometimes when you're disconnecting somebody's cable, their kids will look at you and get sad. Just remember, it's not your fault. It's their parents' fault that they didn't pay their bills. <laughs> I mean, that's what the orientation is, right. you know? Right. We have some of the best, most competitive health insurance there is. And then they tell you the cost and you're like, I mean, I don't even fucking know if this is competitive. Yeah. I don't know what anybody else is paying. Nobody's talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> Like had my and then they get in the van with me and we're driving around all day and I'm like the health insurance fucking sucks yeah and they raise the rates every single fucking month they always vote to do that <laughs> yeah or um you know uh the only way you're gonna make money you got to learn some equipment like this is the best that's what I always say to people I train was like uh, this is the best way to make the most money around here ask them to show you how to run this stuff because the fucking raises are horrible. Like if, if you can get by on what you're making right now and don't expect anything more, you'll be golden. Like just fit in where you get in and that's it. And yeah. because other than that, I mean, they're not promoting no, like I would tell people, nobody on the floor here is going to become the manager. We are, are just the people that do the job. Like the managers are always going to be someone from outside. When I worked at the uh, uh, cafe, when I worked at Lexi's, the, the, the deli, uh, he talked to me about my job and what my job was going to be. The owner, the asshole that was, you know, hiring felons and screaming at people all day and uh, treating them like shit and paying them nothing. And uh, he, he kind of told me what was going on. And he was like, oh, you'll be working with Molly. Molly's going to train you. And I worked with Molly for one day and Molly was like, he yells at everybody. He's going to come in here. He's mad every day and he yells at the entire staff, but he actually loves us. Okay. <laughs> and I, you know, for but even for a while, I was like, maybe he does like us. Maybe it isn't that he has total disdain for us and he thinks we're all trash. Maybe he is disappointed. So he yells at us. And uh, I found that I would disagree with Molly. And I think that he thought we were human shit, right. but like, that was my orientation. It was like, hey, man, Danny comes in here and he's mad sometimes and he yells at people, but don't take it too personally. That's how things work in a restaurant, which is bullshit because I've worked in more than one restaurant, right. you know, and it's just you're never going to get an honest assessment of what your job is from your boss or from human resources. They have no it's idea. Like, and, and, and part of this undercover boss was that there was a guy that worked there that put in his two weeks notice. He wasn't making much money. He had just gotten married and had two kids. And he put in his two weeks because he got a job with a better paycheck. Yes. Right? Um, I always he basically like you never know what the other job is. Right? Sure. Like you're never going to know exactly what the job is before you take it. But in my opinion, you're you're only at this job to make a living and to make money. So if you get offered more with more benefits, then you fucking take the job. You leave. That's life. Yeah. There's just not. I mean, there isn't there. There is no reward for staying longer with the company. I, I feel like in this day and age, the longer you stay with, the more rot you're doing. Like you're losing money in the end because 
switching and upgrading your position to another place is the way that you make. My wife has done it. My wife has like fucking tripled the income that she made when I first met her just by taking slightly higher paying jobs in other places, you know? But how much do you, you know, something I think about a lot is all those times where I just felt I will stay here because I know this. If it's devil. safe, it's, I, I feel like you can. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's the pro. That's the thing is, there's a. I believe that I. It's hard to do the show sometimes and to to represent all experiences, but there is a there is a way that if you're happy with being alive and going to concerts and hanging out with your friends and drinking cheap beer and stuff, like you can slot yourself in and make things work. If you're not always wanting for more and need everything expensive. I mean, living on less will grant you a lot of, a lot more freedom, you know, but there's just, that's it's, there's, that's, there's not even enough to, to create any sort of like regular security or safety from just, going to work and taking a fucking paycheck like taking a paycheck is like a sucker's bet at this point well, it seems it, like for most people well the, for me the it, median income is just so fucking low right and for me it's like for millennials we're talking ugh. about different things to, well, i think we're there are different cases in different in different industries and right now obviously i'm saying that if you're working in a passion into if you're working for something that you're passionate about right uh, I don't know if you're really passionate about coding and you're working on some program that you're really, you think could be great and, yeah. and, and people will love it. Then obviously if it pays less than what somebody else is offering you, if you're passionate about it, that's great. But the world I'm talking about is the world that I worked in yeah. where it was like these, these low level sort of half blue collar some of them are white collar some of them are like the pink collar jobs the, these these kind of bottom level jobs uh you if you get offered more money you have to go for it, it you it makes more sense just to go because none of these jobs i never felt like any of these jobs gave a fucking shit about me and there were times that i should have left that fucking cable company there was three or four times where i should have left that fucking cable company and i didn't because of some kind of idea that i was part of something you know oh yeah and uh, i wasn't i wasn't part of something at all. You just, I was just worked at a fucking company. You were on a ship. You felt like you were on a ship with a bunch of other people that were in the same boat as you. And, you know, eventually things would work out. And and it is. I mean, it's way easy. It's easier to just stay with what you know. Yeah. You know, and but, that, that was the guy said him and his wife both worked there and uh, they lost 30 percent of their pay when the Fridays got fucking shut down. Yeah. So he gets offered this extra job. The PV bosses come in. And they say, we want to keep you around. You're a great guy. Now, here's what I think happened behind the scenes, just as, as far as how TV goes, is I, I think what happened was they saw this guy. They This was a later season of Undercover Boss. They know what you're supposed to do in this situation. You can watch three or four Undercover Bosses or as many as me and Brett. Me and Brett have watched fucking 50 of them but the amount of them you watch you know that there's a certain trajectory that everybody yeah. has to go and one of those things for every episode is the boss finds a very dedicated worker and 
makes their life better for them in the end. It's not everybody. It's just one person on the floor who they find that has a sad story that that works real hard. And I call the workers on Undercover Boss. They're not simply workers. They're angels. They are. It's just angels. People. Yeah, they're unbelievably polite <laughs> and like dedicated and also like almost every employee too. Yeah, they are. Most workers are angels. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, like if I had to go to a, a job, every job I've ever been to, I'm a devil. There might be two other devils. And then the entire rest of the workforce is angels. And I felt bad for that guy, too, because he w- he had mentioned being so proud of what he did and how square the boxes that he built for the the speakers were. And that's just something I remember being like doing my job extremely well and being excelling at it. And then, you know, nobody cares like the whatever they're going to tell us that profits were up. And, you know, I made the most I did the most quality job that I could. And I don't see any of it. You know, I'm getting my Fridays fucking cut. Right. You can't even you. I mean, it's like Brett said in the past, like he couldn't even get a supervisor position in a job when he had the highest metrics at the job. They they wouldn't make him a supervisor because he didn't have a college degree. He does everything better than some asshole with a college degree, but that doesn't fucking matter. Right. You know, uh, he knows. And I can relate to the fucking people and know how to, how it needs to get done. Yeah. They don't care about that. That, That's what I mean by like, they want one of their guys Not really part of anything. No, you're not really part of a, you're the enemy when you're at that. You're just, I mean, really what you are when you're at that level of the company is you are a red mark on their budget. Every single month they have to pay you and it drives them fucking crazy because it takes away from their profits. Yes. So what happened with, or this? they have to pay for your third week of vacation or they have to pay for your health care, and it drives them nuts. So what happened with this guy, the angel that, uh, has two kids and a wife was homeless six years ago, was homeless six years ago, got his job. They talked him into staying. They said, is there a number that we can give you? That'll keep you here. And he accepted the job. He t- he kept the job. He they, stayed. They paid him more and he stayed. Knowing that the company was in fucking trouble. Yeah. But they promised him that they were going to get it to work and all this stuff. And then they closed the factory four months after the undercover boss. So this guy lost out on another opportunity. He had a chance. Some rich asshole pretending to be the proletariat came in. And said, hey, don't leave. No, no, we'll take care of you. You're, you know, one of the PV family. Yeah, yeah. Was, and fucking prevented him from getting a better paying job. Yeah. And it Ugh. fucking, it really wrecked me to see that happen. Because I, I don't know. I, I, I was only laid off one time. And I was laid off because it was winter time and roofing isn't hot during the winter you know what i mean they were even maybe gonna hire me back well no they weren't because they would have called me and they never called me because (laughs) they didn't want me back yeah but uh you know i i never worked at a place that closed but i wonder how often that kind of thing happens where somebody's about to quit they see the writing on the wall they see the business closing and i'm gonna tell you right now i've been around when things happened. Uh, I can give you an example that when Time Warner bought the cable company I was working for, Insight, right? I worked for Insight Communications. Time Warner ended up buying them. And uh, they said, nothing's going to change. Your job's going to stay exactly the same. They're just going to change the motherfucking sticker on the on the truck. That's all that's going to happen. And uh, then they fired six people that have been working there for 25 years. Oh God. Because they were making that amount Too much. of money where they Looks could bat on the books, man. I hate that. Yeah. I they hate, could just, I fucking hate paying you guys so much. <laughs> they could just cut. 
they cut five people that gave their fucking life to that company that were there from the day it opened 25 fucking years and people with just like this amount of uh this amount of knowledge yeah. about the operation that you couldn't get anywhere else. And, and they just fucking loyalty. got rid of them. That kind of know? loyalty. It's they just didn't even fucking worthless. Yeah. They didn't even come in and ask. Because sometimes, and this is rare, I believe, but sometimes if the company is somewhat humane... They will come in and ask if anybody wants to be laid off. Right, right. Which is what happened at the roofing company. They said, do you want to be laid off? And I said, yes, I want to be laid off. I do not like this job. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. And if somebody's going to pay me to do nothing, I'll fucking take it. But at that point in that company, I would have fucking... Because that's when I was trying to get fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have fucking left if you it meant taken. that Dan or Tibby could keep their fucking job. Right. That they've given their fucking life to. That, that like, they were speaking, like, such glowing terms about the company and just love this place. And there are these people you that that probably did turn down other opportunities in the past and... and you know, deferred dreams or deferred doing things that they always wanted to do for this company. And it's just get the fuck out of here. We don't, you know, I don't want to pay you. This sucks. Right. Right. It's time for you to go. Right. I mean, the company had a no layoff policy, which is, that was the most interesting thing about it to me. They were like, well, we're not going to lay you guys off because we can't, we have a no layoff policy. So we're just going to fire and give severance to, the 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 heads of these kind of the training department the and and it was just like I look at that kind of stuff and it it really hurts because I know how much people believe I know that most people that are at a job believe so much in that place and uh nobody left after that happened at insight and and I couldn't tell you how many more people have been laid off cuz they've been bought again yeah, like they got bought, then they got bought again, and it's just one of those things. It's like, it's just never, it's never secure. Yeah, it, 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 if you feel secure, they can just take Man. it away from you. I would have never thought that 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 uh, the guy that hired me, Dan, that this guy hires me, he's wonderful. I was guest DJ on on the radio station, and he was the only guy at work that listened to it. Me and him kind of liked a lot of the same music at the time. I would have never thought he would get fired, and I would still be working. Yeah, there. I thought he was going to fire me. Right, right. <laughs> and when he was gone, it was just like we should all be seeing the writing on the wall here. This thing's going bad. And now, whenever I talk to somebody that's there. It's a bad job. It's not yeah. the same job. It's not the place they wanted to be. Yeah. You know? I heard it forever ago, but a new broom sweeps clean. That's all it is, man. It's just that they get rid of people until nobody remembers when things were better and will put up. They're looking for people to put up with the miserable conditions today, not look towards to like any sort of past where, yeah. you know, they got a better treatment. Yeah. that I It's, it's, it's wild. I mean, I, I just think of the, the, I, I did like being able to see the, the training. I, I thought it was great like to see the training stuff. But seeing that guy, just that's not, you know. Oh, yeah. That was shit, man. I seeing mean, that those, guy those guys fired. Those just... motherfuckers light up a marble light and drink a Mick Ultra every single night at their patio. And they know where that fucking manufacturing is going. They know it's going overseas. They're trying to do fucking meetings to tell people it's not going to be that way. They're doing whatever it is. 
but they know that's where shit's fucking heading. And they took that guy and and took away his fucking opportunity to make yeah. it look good for them in some sort of commercial on TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuck. That guy. So uh, I guess before we get out of here, where are we at here? I got to look at the title. Oh, yeah. I got one news story that I wanted to cover with you that I think is going to make you happy, Brett. I don't think I truly don't think it's going to make you happy. I think it's going to piss you off. But it's the only news story I saw, and it's about language, which is one of my favorite things, you know, is, is language. And uh, I like writing and stuff like that. So I wanted to I wanted to get through this story with you. It's also about America, which is a place we all hate. Um, so here we go. This is from Slate.com, the money box section. Oh, written by Jordan Weissman. Uh the Trump administration loves fossil fuels, but apparently has decided that they need some rebranding. Or so E&E News editor Glenn Gilmer discovered Tuesday when she opened up what should have been the world's driest press release. So here is a piece of the press release. Um, th- th- this thing furthers this administration's commitment to promoting American energy, American jobs, and the American economy. Further, increased supplies of U.S. natural gas on the world market are critical to advancing clean energy and the energy security of our allies around the globe. With the U.S. in another year of record-setting natural gas production, I am pleased that the Department of Energy is doing what it can to promote an efficient regulatory system that allows for molecules of U.S. freedom to be exported to the world. They are calling... Natural gas and oil. It's fracking. Fracking. Gas. Yeah. They're, they're calling them the molecules of U.S. freedom. Uh, this is like freedom fries. Yeah, it is. They love this doing is a that. much worse. Republican shit. I mean, yeah. George Bush was talking about fries. This guy's talking about fucking tar sand oil. Right. And fracking is horrible. Yeah. Fracking I mean, kills the people that do it. I mean, honestly, the, the workers that are doing that are taking years off their lives. They're drying their fucking lungs from the inside out. They will die from it. Really? Yes. I don't know. You know, I I don't read a lot about fracking, but I know that like, I know that the people that they're having do it are being paid a lot of money to live in a shit trading in their life. And uh, I didn't know that they were getting sick. You can't breathe in that shit. What is it? The gas? No, the sand, the shit, the, like the rocks, the shit that they're breaking up, all of that, the sight of like using the fucking, all of the sand blasting, all of the particulates in the air. Gas masks, maybe they could wear? They wear masks. I don't know. I, 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 I saw, let me, let me double check my, I'd love uh, to see that. I, I mean, I would, it, they call it spreading, increasing export capacity from the Freeport LNG project is, in, is critical to spreading freedom gas throughout the world by giving America's allies a diverse and affordable source of clean energy. So fracking is freedom. Gas. They're being poisoned on the job is what they this- should call it though. They should call it capitalism gas. It's air. It's just air pollution on like another level. Yeah, it's causing earthquakes too. By the way, the fracking. Like so, it's our official. Uh, it's an official thing now, I guess. Uh, freedom gas. It appears that turn of phrase originated earlier this month when Secretary of Energy Rick Perry. That is. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember that. Yep. <laughs> That's one of the evil guys I put out of my mind thinking he was gone. 
but he's actually he's doing extra doing, evil thing. He's doing better. Yeah. He's, he's very successful. Oh, Rick Perry. He's the, he's the boat shoes guy, Sleaze right? Bag. Blood on his boat shoes guy. Yeah, he's killed people on a, international waters. He definitely <laughs> has a pair of bloody blo- boat shoes that he hid somewhere or threw into a fire. Uh, free. I mean, this is, you know, I, I, in a way... I mean, I don't want to get us in trouble. I'm not going to go to jail for this cause. Um, but where's the revolt? You know, where where are the people that are mad? Everybody's still going to go to work about this stuff, you know? Well, it sucks because this is the sort of thing that's going to take the punch Mueller out. Mueller of- people are like, they're, they're just like, oh, we'll just, we'll, we'll vote to change the name, you know? Yeah. Well, and yeah, and you start thinking about it like, this is, fracking is bad. Right, and they're doing anything they can not to bring up fracking, hydraulic fracking, any of that stuff. Well, and it's and the and it's so dirty. We don't even use it here. It's only for export. It's only to export to countries where like the the uh, EPA can't go after them for fucking using it. Really, that's why it's exporting freedom molecules is because they're sending it overseas. We can't use it at all. We know. We, is- we that's why they pumped it all down to Texas. That's why the whole pipeline came down through Canada was to get it to the ports of Texas so that it could be exported. For what though? Like so to be used as natural gas in other places around the world, where they're allowed to use gas that isn't as clean as you know that that fracking standards meet. I mean, but that doesn't. Oh my god! Right, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like you pretend that they aren't burning up the same fucking atmosphere that we're breathing in. You know, that's the problem with the state. <laughs> is that it? Is that what we're no, gonna get? No, on to? paper, it's about paper. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. On I'm paper, saying. we aren't polluting at all. Right. We're just making money. We're printing money on freedom gas over here. (laughs) Offset. That sucks, man. Because, like, we have separated this planet into these different territories that think that what the other territory does is their problem. Right. (laughs) But it's all our fucking problem. We're all connected on this one. The the fucking nuclear waste and shit. It's just like, uh, I mean, well, but... China's not taking care of it, you know? They, yeah. Like, Or they have less rules about how they store the nuclear waste. And it's like, I would rather them have more rules about it, too. Yeah. I don't want to take advantage of the fact that they don't have rules about it by sending my shit yeah. over there. Yeah, and so, uh, Joy, uh, Joy just pointed out, um, legendary poster, uh, Joy pointed out that uh, protesting pipelines in Texas now carries a $100,000 fine. Right, yeah. I mean, they have... They have really is it is it purely protesting or is it like fucking with the pipelines? I'm not sure. The fi- I'd be interested to know. I mean, because fucking with the pipelines is the only real practical solution to this kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't want to go to jail, but that's really the only pure practical solution. Let me let's do this the right way. Um, if you're interested in reading more on the subject, I really suggest you read the book Monkey Wrench Gang. It's fucking wonderful. It's legendary. It's a milestone in uh organizing and activism it's a fucking great book yeah yeah have you read that one uh i think i've started it a few times and didn't quite get through it but i'll, I'll start <laughs> it again it happens. I, I, it's not it, it, it wasn't happens. it was when i was not reading as much edward abbey wrote it uh, in yeah. like 75 and it's uh fucking great i still it's I, i've I, read I, most of it i because i know what it's about i listened to the audiobook so that might have been the difference when i was working at the donut shop i got it from the audio okay place. i loved it okay yeah i mean it, it really is uh they are just getting away. They get away with this stuff because uh, it creates jobs. Yeah. And you can totally Numbers. understand 
being a person that makes your living doing fracking stuff and making a hundred thousand dollars a year like doing a blue collar job getting a fucking dually man it's something i talked about with tom with the peanut butter leather on the inside (laughs) man you get that longhorn edition f-150 yep yep it's something i talked about with tom sexton on uh on on the third show our bonus shows uh we were talking about how like when i was younger i would look at cops right you would look at the job of cop and not being radicalized uh knowing i don't really i didn't like them sure you know i didn't like the police but they also make like ninety thousand dollars a year yeah and there are times where like had i been maybe a weaker person or or just a different type of person <laughs> no go with weaker just stick with weaker. had i been a weaker person i might have gone for that yeah i'm serious though i mean no i know like ninety thousand dollars a year is I know. a big amount of money and that's, i don't know how else i could get that yeah yeah and it's just a job and then you start thinking like well I mean, so the guys that go to get that job are largely assholes, but there's also a lot of people that would be on our side sure. if that job didn't pay more than almost any fucking job that you can get. If you're yeah. a blue collar person that grew up in a working class neighborhood and you see a job where you can make $75,000 a year if you work overtime. Uh, over the jobs where you can make eleven or twelve dollars an hour for loading boxes onto a truck and only working part time, right? Like, I, there's just really it, it, there is. I do understand why people go into those fields. Well, and you're doing same, a lot of growth here on this episode, but it's the same thing when it comes to fracking, though, right? No, like, I, I agree. understand fracking is fucking evil no i i'm I'm related to a fracker and i know what our life was growing up i know what our family had and i there's nothing that i could do to tell him not to go get six figures a year and get his dually truck and have his like family with all the shit that he wants i i I, how do you say stop that you know it's like that's the challenge is uh, is affecting people in a way because there isn't, you know, it, it's nice to talk about a better world, but it's not here right now. Like the, the big time jobs are in doing the evil shit. Yeah. That's how you make all the fucking money is doing evil shit. And, and you're right. Like, how, what do you say to somebody like your job's evil fucking quit doing it. And then, but let's start looking into all the jobs then because there's so many evil jobs, Yeah, you know? And like you, I don't know. I like fracking to me. It's unacceptable for me, right? It's unacceptable job it's for just, somebody to do. I am against somebody. I'm against the guy that's doing the fracking. Yeah, pretty much because we know it's bad. Yeah, we know it's something fucking evil. We but shouldn't it's be also- doing it. There's ways to if we want to monetize stuff. There's plenty of ways to monetize green energy and alternatives. There's ways to monetize the other shit. You know, this is just cheap and dirty and familiar. So they that you do you think like if if we put the same kind of focus in maybe solar energy or some of these other energies that we put in hydraulic fracking those guys could still make that money and and do the I same don't see thing. why not with the either. amount of cronyism that happens in this country I don't see why they would take a chance on anybody but Shell for their green energy like Shell fucking uh, yeah Shell uh, uh, 
what are those things called that they put on the top of the roof that collect the sun? Solar panels. Solar panels. Yeah, yeah shell I solar panels. I got that right. Yeah, I fucked that up. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I imagine they would want shell solar panels first. Right. I mean, and, Germany. Germany has made a big, uh, has made a lot of. There's lots of places around that have focused on this stuff, and uh, it can be worked out pretty easily. I, I mean, don't, I don't know what we. I, I I don't know. It's just a, this is just such a fucking absurd place. Right. The first thing that you freedom learned, gas, man. I mean, this is just like <laughs> molecules. There's other freedom. people in the world, dog, that can see what we're doing over here, man. Like, I feel so dumb being a part of this anymore. It makes me want to yeah. get away. Like, it just makes me feel like this is a sinking ship. This feels like I'm working Peavy. for PV. It feels yeah. like I'm working for PV right. right now. I yeah. just. I do not want to be in this shit anymore. I don't like it either. It, it's is, weird. You can't even opt out of these sorts of things either. Like, oh, I'm a sovereign citizen now. Is that what you're going to yeah. do? I'm Clive and fucking Bundy. I don't. <laughs> I and, and it's, you know, and then you see all these serious fucking Republican people that don't even have the guts to say they're not okay with being this stupid. You yeah, know, they I just that. go along with it. I see those like it's uh, fucking guys, embarrassing. I see guys and I see this more often than. I feel comfortable with. And now that I'm traveling, I see it on license plates. I actually make license plates that say friends of coal. Yeah. (laughs) I saw it a lot during the Republican national convention. When me and Matt Chrisman were there, I saw a lot of friends of coal hats and shirts. I think they were doing like a big party there, but now I've seen license plates in other States that you can get, like, you know how you can get your favorite football team on your license plate. Now you can get friends of custom plates. Like imagine, and and that's just people. It's it's Tom talked about this too. He was like the coal miners when I was growing up weren't poor. Right. Like the coal miners were people that made a bunch of fucking money. You were lucky if you got to be a yes. fucking coal miner. Yes. So when we're sitting around here and we're yelling about like these coal miners need their jobs back, we got to give these guys their jobs back. We're talking about we're talking about a smaller number of people making a larger number of yeah. money to yeah. basically damage the environment, to, yeah. to cut the tops off of fucking mountains, right? Kill, risk their lives and kill themselves slowly. Yeah, yeah. But get paid forty dollars an hour or something to do it, you know, yeah. or get get uh, some sort of retirement or benefits out of it. Yeah, I, I worked with people from West. I worked with a guy from West Virginia uh, uh, at the warehouse, and he was on the tail end of the the mines. Where he he did say he was luckier than hell because he was such a fucking loser and a screw up in this stuff and happened to get into the coal thing. And, you know, by the end of it, it was wasn't fucking worth it. You know, he's like putting his life on the line to make nothing to compete with the shittiest jobs in town, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. I just I don't know how it's it's really depressing when you start thinking about like so the ways that a working class person a person that grew up working class or poor, I mean, the jobs you start looking at where that person, it can immediately port over to making better than what their parents did to upward mobility. Yeah. Like basically to port over to upward, to the, to move up in the next thing. Uh, what they're selling out without the future going by to college with also without no, well, getting sixty five thousand yeah. dollars in debt too right without, it goes both ways i know yeah, I, I college people go to evil jobs yeah too. i was I gonna say i know somebody that just went to college for running fracking drills right what i'm saying though is but I they're going for saying, like a, they're going for a quarter milli 
Like they're going for big bucks. Yeah, and, and what they're I'm, the the nerd that like looks at a mountain cross cut and is like, how can we dig out everything from underneath that thing? <laughs> and and all I'm really saying is like, in order to have, I was I grew up in a fair, fairly comfortable situation in order to have the situation that I grew up in for myself, uh, that w- I would have probably had to like do f- fucking fracking or be a cop or, uh, something like that because the type, what else is going to pay me a hundred, $150,000 a year that I can do without a high school diploma. Yeah. I just don't even know. Uh, the solution to these types of things is like, I don't even know. But the cop thing has always been a thing that bothers me because when in my early 20s, there were a few times where I considered like, well, I, I could go to the police academy because, you know, times where I wasn't really doing drugs. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was just clean and you know, me and my wife were just hanging out. And we're broke. And it's just like, I could go to the police academy. You know, it's not as dangerous of a job as they say it is. Uh, you're mostly just like pulling people over and writing them tickets and and you make a shitload of money and. Right. I didn't do it because I didn't want to fucking be a cop. Right, I didn't right. want to be an asshole. But they're, again, fracking is like, everybody knows that shit's bad. Yeah. Everybody does. Yeah. Even the guys you know that are doing fracking, I don't know if this is true, but I'm sure they don't even talk about it around you because they know that you're... <laughs> Like a guy, like they know that it's not something that, that it's they, a controversial subject. How just, about that? They see themselves as ghostwriters. They see themselves as just like doing what needs to be done and being badass, right? I mean, it's just like I, you know, y'all, y'all love it. Y'all drive back and forth to work. You need it, so I'm the guy that provides True. it. You know. True. So. That's the show, Freedom Molecules. Uh, Freedom Molecules. We are yes. going to be back this Sunday with Drew Toothpaste, I think, is going to sit in and, and take calls with yes. us. Yes, that's great. He just uh, had a bonus show come out, too, recently, I think. Just uh, also, FYI, uh, people have, I've been asked a few times lately, the Brace and Brian show will ride again in the next like week or two. Okay. You will get that back. We uh, Things haven't worked out. We've been on kind of weird schedules, both of us, and it just what we weren't able to get them worked out. But uh, it's coming back, I promise. And All right. It. Well, thanks for being here. We uh, are glad that y'all sat around, enjoyed the chat. Uh, we are Street Fire Radio, number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. This Sunday, we are going to be taking your calls. The phone lines open up at 9 p.m. Eastern, stand time, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we will be here until midnight. Uh, and then if you want more of what we do, head over to patreon.com slash Radio for bonus content, including zines live videos and bonus shows uh this tune is brought to you by mishka shubali we will see you on sunday peace
sewage treatment plant smells suspiciously like Chinese food and man I don't even want to think about what that means and we're straining our eyes looking for those big city lights but it's not even Jersey it's Queens if that's my mother calling on the phone dude I am totally not home I'm exercising my right to surrender to the poison of my choice I am the master of my own Go in green.